everybody, and welcome to the RFP, the really fine podcast where we bring you the latest and greatest in advertising and marketing. You have myself, Carter Campbell, and Sonny Adams as your host today, and our special guest, Amanda Buchal with Brahms. Hello, Amanda. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're glad to have you here. So we want to get this thing kick-started with a few fun facts about yourself, put you on the spot, get our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. So first off, what do you do for fun? Uh, for fun, I really like to read, and I am a movie fanatic, so I do a lot of movies. <laughs> Ooh, well, that kind of brings me to my next question. When I say Netflix, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Binge watching. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's the most recent movie you've seen? Um, I've been doing a lot of shows, so I'm really not sure what movie was the last one that I saw. Um, I hear that Bridgerton's a, uh, a popular one. I haven't done Bridgerton. <laughs> I haven't either. So I guess it's not that popular amongst us, but maybe everybody else. Yes, I did. Um, actually did an Amazon Prime show recently that was really good uh, called Tell Me Your Secret. That one was really good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. All right. So another quick it's fun beautiful. fact. Bridgerton is really good. Okay. <laughs> Bridgerton is good. All right. We'll have to check it out. We'll put it on the list. All right, so another quick fun fact about yourself. When it comes to seasons of the year, what's your favorite season? Oh, I really like spring. Spring? Yeah. I was born on September 22nd, which is the first day of fall. So by default, I have to go with fall. Yeah, a lot of people are fall people. I mean, I like fall too, but I like spring when it's like at that good in between of not too hot, not too cold. I guess you get that in fall too, but spring everything's blooming and you get to do all your planting and gardening and all that fun stuff yeah that's definitely true and of course ice cream in the spring getting into summer which we're going to be talking lots about here in just a moment spring's a good one yeah. all right so in the sense of Brahms and your role there tell us a little bit about that how long have you been at Brahms and what is your primary responsibilities there I've been with Brahms for six years I'm the public relations director so which is kind of um a department within a department, kind of. It, we have a big marketing, or not a big marketing, we're a marketing department. So I'm part of the marketing department. Uh, so I do a lot of things marketing as well. Uh, public relations wise, I do all of the media. I handle um, interviews, press releases. Um, I also do a lot with social media. I do a lot with the website, just a little bit of everything. Um, handle all of our big sponsorships with all of our big sponsors and do the media things with them. And special events. I do all the special events for the company. So just, just a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yes, jack of all trades. <laughs> so being there six years and uh, getting a lot of experience really doing uh, a number of things. What's your favorite memory uh, that you've had so far? Um, we did an event with the Oklahoma City Thunder at the store over on 63rd in May. And the players that came, Stephen Adams was one of the players that came. And I have to say... Doing the event with him was probably my favorite memory so far being proms. It was really, he's just such a personable person and seeing all of our customers get to interact and get to get ice cream from their NBA play. Oh, look, <laughs> and get to get ice cream from their um, favorite NBA players. It was just an awesome experience. And who doesn't love ice cream and basketball? Right? Perfect combo. Absolutely. Yeah. So I appreciate you showing that picture of Steven Adams. <laughs> yeah. Perspective. It was just right there. I figured it was the perfect moment. It was spot on. 
All right, Amanda. So let's dive into Brahms a little bit here. Uh, Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Stores, I guess, would be the more accurate official title, if yes. I'm correct. Yes. <laughs> so that was a fun fact about Brahms. So uh, looking back at some of the history there, so starting around 1933, actually in Emporia, Kansas, correct? Correct. And that then, was, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say that was Henry Brahms, which was actually Bill Brahms' father that actually started the company before it came, became Brahms, what eventually grew to be Brahms. That's awesome. And then eventually moving the actual farm to Tuttle and getting yes. the operations started there. Yes. Uh, the 1968 is when they moved the company to Oklahoma City. And then shortly following a few years later, they moved the whole operation to Tuttle um, and started to grow the farm there because the farm was originally in Emporia. Yeah, and as far as the distribution goes for you guys, you're across five different states. I want to put you on the spot a little bit. How many locations do you currently have? We currently have 200, and let me double check before I tell you, 92. We're fixing to open our 93rd one next week. That's awesome. And then 300 coming soon, hopefully? Yes, before the end of the year. Before yeah, the end of the year. Don't want, I think this number is right. I think we have 16 stores we're opening this year. I think that's right. That might be an overshot, but I feel like that's the number that we talked about when we had our meeting. That's awesome. And I know we follow your social media uh, religiously and I love just seeing the comments of people coming. It's almost like a destination if they're, you know, from outside of the distribution area, you know, they come in, it's just like, I got to get my ice cream. It's that nostalgic mm -hmm. piece to it. And, you know, they just, you know, crave uh, going to a Brahm store and just, you know, having that defining moment. Yeah, I actually was in the store yesterday or the day before and I heard a woman over talking to the employee that was dipping their ice cream. And she was moving her mother from California to Kansas City, Missouri. And they stopped at this Brahms, which is the one on 63 and Bryant, on their way up I-35 because they love Brahms so much when they're traveling. So I don't know if they, I didn't hear if they were from somewhere with Brahms, but they were making sure to stop on their way to get ice cream with the kids. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm sure you guys get requests of when do you open a when are you gonna open a location in our area or you know when's this coming we want one ours you know always always we get emails all the time they're like well we only place stores you know within so far from the farm and to make sure our truck drivers can get home and make sure we can get a truck every store every other day and then they're always like we'll just build another farm and another distribution center so that eventually <laughs> what is that distribution of the sense of miles. It's around 330-ish miles now. It used to be straight on 300, uh, but now that we've expanded over into uh, Lubbock and Plainview and that area, it's, it's a little bit further. So those who are listening, just know that if you're within that many miles, there's a Brahms nearby. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. There's a little bit of a gap in some places, but usually within about 25 to 30 miles of most places. That's great. Well, let's continue on the history path a little bit here. So can you tell us a little bit, you know, behind the inspiration of uh, the dairy side and, you know, just how it all kind of came together, big picture from fountain to fresh market to kind of like the whole package? Yeah, the original, you know, the whole thing started as a actually a butter processing plant. Henry Brom traded his a small farm for a small butter processing plant in Emporia, Kansas. Um, and then from there, after Bill Brom went to college and graduated college, he bought the ice cream and butter processing plant from his father and then grew it from there. And then he opened what was then called Peter Pan Ice Cream Source in Emporia and the surrounding area. And 
after that, he decided he actually signed a, or I'm sorry, don't let me get this wrong. He eventually sold off Peter Pan and had to do a non-compete clause basically. And so that prompted him to decide to open up stores in Oklahoma. And that eventually led to them moving the farm to and making their base of operations in Tuttle, Oklahoma, so that they could grow from there, basically grow out from the Tuttle, Oklahoma farm and plant. And the plant and bakery actually was originally uh, here at the corporate office in Oklahoma City. And once they got the farm up and running and everything was going, they decided we need a bigger facility to accommodate all these stores that were opening. And so they started building the plant out at the farm and then eventually the bakery in the 2000s. And it's just kind of grown from there. And we do everything from the base operations there in Tuttle. You know, that reminds me, you told me once that you guys do everything in store. Like you, even the furniture is built in house. We do. We, we have our own cabinet shop here. Um, it's in the old bakery building, actually, the cabinet shop is. And so we build all of the booths that are in the stores, all of the cabinets, all the countertops, everything. We, we make all that in-house and then take it out to the stores and install them. That is so cool. People don't realize that you guys are like one-stop shop. You literally do it all. Yes, everything, almost everything from the ground up. Um, we have, you know, we have some things that we bring in, but we distribute everything ourselves from the warehouse on our trucks because only our delivery trucks are allowed to make deliveries at our stores. That's cool. Yeah. No outside vendors. <laughs> yeah, very resourceful on that side. And uh, believe you guys just hit 50 years in 2018. So you've been around for a long time. Yes, it was a big, big anniversary. We were excited and, you know, got to celebrate during National Ice Cream Day and um, make a big celebration out of that and do specials. It was, it was definitely a great year and, you know, we were able to build on that momentum and we just keep growing and we're excited to hit our next anniversary at 60 years, you know, or even 55, you know, but every year is always great. Uh, The company keeps growing. It's successful. Um, A lot of that due to recent uh, the recent pandemic has been due to the fresh market, people being able to shop the grocery side, even when um, most restaurants weren't doing well. So mm-hmm. it was really a lifesaver for Brahms, us being able to have the grocery end of it. And, you know, it's just been great. And it's it's also been a great tool for people to learn that we actually do have a whole fresh market that has a lot of the things that you might go into the big store and grab. You can come to a smaller store and be in and out so much quicker. And people have really just grabbed hold of that idea and ran with it. So it's been great. Fresh market is amazing. People don't realize, and it's just, it's literally freshest of fresh, like everything, especially since it's all sourced from so close. I mean, that's an opportunity that you don't get with grocery stores. You've got stuff that's shipped across the entire country to get to that grocery store. But with the fresh market, it's just, it's perfect. It's right there. Yeah. And then since we deliver all of our own things to our stores with our own trucks every other day, we have a really good control on quality of products and that helps everything to stay fresh and all the bakery items, all the milk, everything is usually delivered, you know, within 24 to 48 hours of us getting our hands on it or in this instance, the cows being milked. (laughs) Yeah. That's something I always talk to my mom about because they're big latte drinkers. And so they're very particular about the milk they use in their lattes. And my dad refuses any milk other than Brahms milk because it tastes be- it tastes best and it lasts longer because it is literally delivered so quickly after it's produced, essentially. Yes. So big <laughs> shout out. 
you know, on the fresh market side, your website is uh, packed full with a bunch of different recipes. As mm -hmm. far as those recipes go, I think it really just kind of shows the diversity in the sense of products that you guys have in a fresh market. What are some of those items in the fresh market that uh, people may not be aware of that you actually have? Yeah. You know, a lot of people probably don't realize that we have a full stocked veggie and fruit aisle. Um, they think, you know, maybe they'll have a couple of things, but we have a lot of things that people wouldn't realize that we have. We have everything from, you know, lettuce for salads and cucumbers to apples and grapes, um, even pineapple, which is something that, you know, they, you know, that's not something that a lot of places have. We have it. Um, the, one of the reasons behind that is we use the pineapple for on the fountain side as well for the uh, strawberry poppy seed salad. It's got pineapple in it. So some of the things we can cross over from fountain to fresh market and are able to get in some things that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, we also have a lot of like nuts and dried fruits. And of course, all of our bakery items are made in our bakery. So we've got several kinds of breads, cookies, muffins, uh, cinnamon rolls. Oh my goodness. If nobody's had cinnamon rolls, <laughs> they need to try the, not the ones that we sell from the can that you bake yourselves. The ones that are baked in the bakery. They're amazing. Yes. Also the peanut butter chocolate chip cookies. My husband's obsessed. He'll get the little ice cream pint, the bronze ice cream pints and cut slices out of it and make ice cream cookie sandwiches. And they're just spectacular. Yes. Ice cream sandwiches with the cookies. I know my default is the uh, breakfast casserole. I love it. Oh, I loved making that recipe. The recipes, yes, it's so good. We're working on some good breakfast ones again, so we're excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I love breakfast food all day, every day. It's my favorite thing, so I'm ready for it. I will test any recipes that you need help with. As far as the fresh market goes, you know, I definitely want to continue under this topic too, and you know, I just kind of think about the convenience that comes along with that too, and. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to fight the lines at some of the bigger grocery stores. You can come in and grab what you need, or you can come in and, you know, complete your entire list. Um, what are some of those things that you might encourage customers to do uh, when coming in? You know, it could be in a sense of meal prepping. You know, a list is always nice. I know that helps me keep on track <laughs> than going crazy, but you know, impulse buys are good too. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the store is, most of our fresh markets, they're not huge. So you can get around them very quickly. Um, you can, they're separated by department. And of course the ice cream in the freezers, usually in the middle of the store, uh, we're kind of set up similar to a traditional grocery store with most of the fresh things on the outside uh, of, the, of the aisles. So some stores have more than one or two aisles, but most of them are one to two. And uh, the outside is all your fresh items and your milk. And then some of them have freezers um, on the outside as well for your frozen things, frozen chicken, uh, frozen meals, frozen pizzas, things of that nature. Those are things that people might not realize that we have either. We do offer like a lot of quick meal things, uh, a lot of even have lean cuisines, um, some of the gluten-free Amy's meals that people who are gluten-free love those. We offer a lot of those meals and the burritos, things like that. So definitely make a list coming in. That always helps me, but it's, if you're used to how a traditional grocery store is set up, it's pretty similar and easy to navigate. And the best part is the ice cream's right there in the middle. You know, you have to go buy it. That sounds great. And we'll always be on the lookout for uh, special offers on the gallons of ice cream as well. Yes. Everybody loves the gallon of ice cream special. When, when a uh, selling is really high, when our volume is really high, um, demand is high. We don't usually have the sales, but 
if we have to move some ice cream or some, well, ice cream and milk, usually they go hand in hand. Uh, we usually will run a cell on things like that. That reminds me, what's your favorite flavor? On the ice cream? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm traditional. I like chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah. One of the, one of the old school flavors. What's my favorite? That's a good flavor. Yeah. I'm an orange sherbet person. <laughs> pronounced it correctly you did <laughs> we were in, yes. we're in Oklahoma, so I mean Sherbert would be okay too <laughs> let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the fountain side and uh the limited time offers of the LTOs uh what's your process for coming up with uh the different uh specials that you do and the different types of burgers or sandwiches you know Drew Brom has a really heavy hand in that he will go around to different places and he'll test different things at different restaurants and or he'll take recommendations from friends and family on maybe something that they've tried that they liked and he'll try to go find somewhere that might have something you know along those lines and if he finds something that he really likes then we come back in-house and we do taste testing so we'll do several different versions of it we'll uh, do it with and without things with mayo without mayo with certain sauces with um, cheese without cheese. So it's it's kind of just a trial and error process. And a lot of times it'll be maybe what's what's trendy. If there's certain things that are trendy as far as, you know, maybe barbecue is trendy right now or onions or mushrooms or whatever the case may be that people are really gravitating towards. Um, we'll try to come up with something that has those items incorporated into it and build on it and make it, you know, special to Brahm. What's been your favorite one that you guys have concocted to this date? You know, the sweet and spicy Gouda burger has to be one of my favorites and it just ended. So it was a sad day, sad, sad day. <laughs> <laughs> but our new burger just rolled out and it seems to be doing well the last couple of days. Uh, we'll start advertising for that so people will hear more about it next week, but it's a pimento bacon cheeseburger. So pimento cheese lovers will definitely want to try it out. It's and it's Brahms pimento cheese. So that makes it even better. You know, on the advertising side of things, you know, what's your approach to coming up with promoting the fountain side? You know, we just try to promote things that would want to bring the whole family in, uh, things that appeal to a little bit of everybody. Of course, there are things that are going to appeal to more people than some things or, you know, younger, a younger audience or an older audience based on what we know based on research that people like in the in those age brackets. Mm -hmm. uh, our barbecue stuff does really well in the younger to mid age. And then things like, you know, butter brickle or black walnut, those really appeal to our older customers um, and an older audience because a lot of people grew up with that. And younger generations might not have ever tried butter brickle or black walnut. Uh, so it's just trying to get a little bit of everything that everybody would like uh, to get them in and show them that it's actually there. You know, let them know it's there. They're not gonna come in if they don't know it's there. So that's that's a very oversimplified view of it, but <laughs> um, that's kind of the idea. You know, as with any advertising, you're just trying to get people in the door. Um, LTOs are made to maybe get people in that other, otherwise wouldn't have come in. Uh, anything that's special to a store or that they don't offer all the time is a really good way to get people in to try it. 
And maybe if they come in and try it, they'll get something else that they like, and then they'll come back to get, you know, either the LTO or whatever else they tried. You know, maybe they tried a new ice cream flavor and they liked that a lot or a new shake and, you know, or somebody else got something else off the menu, like the chicken sandwich or the salad, and they really liked it. So now they know that they like it and they're going to come back. How do you go about using all the different platforms that are at your disposal, you know, from a traditional standpoint or a digital standpoint? That's a very open-ended question, but we just kind of love to pick your brain about that because your, your audience, you're spot on. I mean, it's, it's across the board. Yeah. You know, from yeah. Yeah. Generation, generation. Yeah. I feel like um, your traditional media, it, it reaches a wide variety of people, which is your TV and radio. And, you know, we really, radio is more of like, people coming and going to work for the people that still listen to radio and aren't doing, you know, things like listening to podcasts or books or, you know, people that like to listen to talk radio in the morning. So those are like the radio stations that we target places that have a good following with their uh, on-air talent and TV. It's kind of all over the place. We like to do a lot of primetime TV, of course, for people who watch their shows in the evenings when they get home on like ABC, NBC, CBS, all those big network channels. Um, and then, you know, we've recently started doing um, CCTV, which is basically uh, the TV through Hulu and paid subscriptions that those commercials play on there. Um, and some of that also comes when we buy traditional media has also started venturing into offering those things as well. So when you're buying your traditional media, they're throwing in some add-ons where those commercials might run on the paid subscription services. And that's really helped a lot. It's um, a new area for us. We haven't always done that. And it's been really, it's been a good experience as far as that goes. But, you know, traditional media, like I said, reaches a lot of our older audience. And as far as our younger audience, we're always looking to do social, um, the web, try to cross-promote. Um, with our sponsorships as well, like with the Thunder, with the Oklahoma City Dodgers, uh, we do a lot of cross promotion with them. And that really helps, I think, with some of our younger audience as well, because they're the ones really interested in the, I mean, not the, the older audiences as well, but they're the ones more frequently on the web and social media and their phone and things of that nature. So that's been kind of where we've shifted things as we come into, you know, the big digital age where everybody's doing everything on their phone in their hand. So, um, and hopefully we'll have some online ordering for the fresh market for them soon. Uh, that way, you know, even with COVID, they can just do it on their phone and have it brought to their car. That's, that's the goal. And on the mobile ordering side, is that for fountain and fresh market? It'll just be for the fresh market for now. Uh, and then we'll see how things go with that and how well it's received and how people take to it. And of course, take feedback from everybody and see what we can improve and work from there. That's awesome. I know the mobile ordering side of things would be fantastic and uh, not to talk much on like a pandemic type year, but you know, what are some of those things that you guys have had to make some adjustments on in your uh, advertising plans or strategies? Yeah, we've had to shift a lot to um, social media to let people know things that, you know, if you need to get something out quick, social media is usually the best route to go. Um, once we have the app, that'll be a great route for us to go to. We'll be able to send future notifications. We'll be able to send emails and um, things of that nature which will help a lot as far as the fresh market goes. Um, and we'll have that audience. So if there is something fountain wise, we'll have the option to let them know about that as well. Uh, new burgers, new ice cream, things of that nature. A big put, Just a big push on social and on the web to let people know 
we ran some traditional media when COVID started, um, but of course, as all things go, you know, things had to be cut with, with dwindling cells in some places, but, you know, it's back on the up and up and hopefully we'll be able to do a lot of advertising and get things in front of people through all the different areas and avenues that we have available to us. That's great. I know you guys are always doing what you can for consumers throughout the pandemic and even most recently uh, weather conditions, you know, the fresh market stores staying open and still being able to, you know, have those groceries ready for people and just weathering any kind of weather that might come our way. Yes, our employees are rock stars. You know, they're the ones out there getting to the stores and the snow and the ice and being there for customers when they need it. You know, they're the, they're the real heroes in all the ice and snow and when there's any kind of natural disaster, they they always do a really good job of trying to be there, um, our managers. And, you know, if they're not able to get there, it happens too. And we're, you know, we just go with the flow. So you just kind of have to when it comes to people being able to get out in severe weather and things of that nature. Absolutely. Well, I know I, I certainly appreciate that and I take full advantage of it. So, <laughs> yeah, we always get you know, it comes a little bit on both sides. Either people are mad that you're open or they're really happy that you're open. So, you know, we, we just, we like to be available to our customers to be able to do that. And, a lot, you know, we always hear a lot that y'all were the only place open. Thank goodness. We were able to get food. We were able to get groceries. And that's really why we do it. We want to be there and be available for people that need it. Um, we know that that comes, that comes at a cost of having to get people out and to work. Um, so we, we just try to keep our employees, you know, try to keep them in mind as well as we try to do it. And, you know, there'll even be times that our managers will go get people and help them get to work and things of that nature. So it's really a team effort. Um, and they're rock stars. They always rock it. That's awesome. Well, I want to ask a couple of questions around some of the community uh, involvement that Brahms does participate in. And I uh, wanted to bring up the Book Buddy program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, BookBuddy um, is a program that's offered for free to public and private schools in all the areas that we are in. So within those five states and within like, you know, a 30 mile radius of a store. So if they're on the outskirts, you know, as long as they can get to the store within a decent amount of time, they're eligible. It's a reading incentive program that basically incentivizes kids to read through offering them ice cream and kids meals and Sundays. Uh, just, just, you know, a good way for them to think, hey, I need to read all my books and go get some, mom and dad will take me to get some ice cream because I've got my book buddy coupon. Um, and it was started, we, the reason that book buddy, we decided to do something with the schools is that we know that literacy is always a huge challenge in all the states that we are in. And it was one of the biggest needs that we saw. So book buddy was created in an effort to help combat um, the literacy deficiencies, if I could talk, um, in those areas and to help just really get kids involved in reading and loving to read and, you know, make it fun for them if they see that they've got something visual that they can track and they can hit these goals, then they're going to get ice cream or they're going to get to go get a kid's meal. And it's really been a great program to help our teachers be able to get their kids motivated. That's awesome. Ice cream is a, a high motivator, I'd imagine. Yes, yes. And, you know, we throw in a burger and some chicken strips and stuff like that, too. So, you know, for the kids that maybe maybe don't like sweets. I mean, there are those, but <laughs> most, <laughs> most kids do like sweets. Or, you know, have black. Oh, yeah, them. one of my daughters was a huge fan of fruit. The other one has the sweet tooth. So, yeah, yeah a little bit of both. Yes. 
<laughs> well, also on the education side, it's a little bit different approach, but farm tours, are those still taking place or what are you guys uh, allowing for that at this point in time? We still have those on hold just as, you know, a safety precaution because they're actually going in to the place where our employees are working. And um, we just want to try to, you know, slow what we can and do our part. So tours are on hold. And since they're in such closed quarters, you know, they get on a small bus and everybody's on a small bus going to the different areas on the farm. And um, we hope to eventually open that back up soon, but we always have large groups that come out. And so it's kind of hard to limit capacity when it comes to the tours out of the farm because it is such a small area uh, mm -hmm. place or the areas that they actually go into to see what's happening in the plant, what's happening in the bakery. It's, we wanna make sure that everybody's got enough space and things like that. So, and we don't want to not allow some groups and then allow others. So it's just a fine balance. So we just decided to put those on hold for now. And hopefully once things start to, I mean, things are already looking better um but we just want to stay on the safe side and we'll start offering them soon hopefully hopefully things get back to normal quicker than quicker than people anticipated that's what we hope yeah, fingers crossed i know i've done the tour before and it was awesome and it's probably time for a refresher once uh, that is available again yeah, yeah for sure i desperately want to do the tour and i want to record it and i want to show everyone all the cool stuff happening behind the scenes yes and it, you know once once we're able to do that you know we can even you guys get to go behind the scenes, so y'all get to see things that other people wouldn't get to see, or get closer, I should say. Maybe not see, <laughs> but you'd actually get to get down in the action and see the cookies on the conveyor belt and see the ice cream actually going into the containers, and you know, maybe we'll try a cookie right off the conveyor belt. <laughs> Sign me up. Taste testing. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I will. I will make that sacrifice. I will do that for the people. <laughs> All right, Amanda. Well, as we look to round this out, what can we expect in 2021? Any new LTOs or ice cream flavors coming out that you can give us little teasers about? Yeah, well, the, I mentioned the uh, pimento bacon cheeseburger just launched. So mm -hmm. that's our LTO burger for the spring, at least through the spring. It, it will depend on how it does if we run it out through the summer or if we decide to bring back something else. Mm -hmm. um, if we do bring back something else, it's usually around May. So the pimento bacon cheeseburger is here through probably at least mid-May. Um, we've got six new ice cream flavors. And then we've got four new sundaes using those flavors. So those aren't out yet. So I can't tell you what all they are. I can tell you that a few of them are actually made after desserts that are baked. So that'll be they're really good and um, made after one of the desserts or, or sweet things that you can eat that I mentioned earlier that was really good from our bakery. <laughs> it's really? delicious. It's my favorite. Yes. So be on the lookout for those. Those will roll out March 22nd is when the new ice creams and new Sundays will be available. And we'll start advertising those a week after. We usually let the stores get accommodated with the new items before we start heavily advertising things just to give them a little bit of time to get acquainted with it and learn the ins and outs of it before they have to start explaining it to people. <laughs> That's probably smart. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm excited, especially since I think I know which flavor you're talking about. Yeah, first of it. And there's some fruity ones too. Well, not ice cream itself isn't fruity, but they have some fruit components. 
So people that like ice cream and fruit, they'll have an option that's really good. And um, it's, it's a good combination of vanilla base and chocolate base. So they'll have, they'll have a good option. So chocolate lovers and vanilla lovers will have some options. I love this. Can you tell us what fruit? Uh, we've got strawberries with one and banana with another. I'm already picturing visual aids to go with that. <laughs> Just explosion of strawberries. Yes, I'll have, I might have to give you guys a sneak peek there for commercials so that you can. I'm excited. That's awesome. Be included for it because there's some really awesome chocolate. Sunny and I would be happy to be your small focus group if we need to for taste testing purposes. <laughs> right. Research well, is important. Yeah, they're supposed to be, I don't know if they're all made out of the plant yet. They've still got a month, so they might not have it all made yet. We'll meet them at the truck. <laughs> right. I'm here. Like, I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> my hands are open. I'm ready. Where's my spoon? I'm ready. <laughs> I've got a spoon. I brought it. Well, Amanda, last question for you. Any chance we can get you to sing the jingle? Oh, I should have downloaded it to play it for you guys. Maybe we can add that into the soundbite section. Of this. I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. No, <laughs> that's the, totally fair. We won't the, put you on the spot that much. Well, I can do a little. I'll do from the farm to our soul. Only Brahms gives you more. Only Brahms gives you so much more. <laughs> Just <you> beautiful. <laughs> you get to go to the next round. That was spectacular. Right. Uh, you're what is it? The golden ticket. You get a golden ticket. Yes. <laughs> you get a farm tour and a golden ticket. Yes. I will send you a gift card of your choice for doing that for us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm publicly humiliated. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be sure to use that audio clip in a social post in the future. <laughs> Our listeners are growing by the second. Right. Every note, it was like 10 more people. <laughs> I hope not. No, I mean, I hope for you guys, but oh. Well, Amanda, we certainly appreciate your time and visiting with us today on the RFP. And uh, we look forward to everything that's coming out from Brahms. And of course, from my own personal standpoint, I've always been a huge fan. So uh, this has been great. And we certainly appreciate everything. Well, thank you so much for having us. And we look forward to letting you guys try those ice creams so that we can get all your feedback. I'm that ready. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone for listening in, we certainly appreciate you all as well. And we look forward to having our next podcast coming up in March.